0: Hey, welcome to this episode of Hard Shop Life. If you're paying attention to the show, you heard we had a problem with our website. Our podcast went down and we had to relaunch the entire thing. So you're getting some new episodes and some best ofs. This is a best of Hard Shop Life series. And so tune in, hang on, and uh, we got some great content coming your way. What does it mean to sell
1: value? It's And it's funny because the advisor the other day goes, well, listen, how do I sell the value? You guys always talk about the value. And I'm like, bro, first and foremost, you sell convenience, you sell the equipment, you sell yourself, you sell, the, you sell so many different things that make you superior than anybody else. Hey, I'm Coach J. I'm the G-Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained. Others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. All right, G-Man, we are back. It's so good to see you, buddy. You know, it's been a while, man. Like we're we're this post-COVID thing. So, we're back. We're ready to rock and roll. We got some great content. We have some great things that we want to share with the audience. So, oh, we
0: we think they're great. They'll probably think so too, but we're we're pretty sure they're great. Okay.
1: First and foremost, <laughs> when you're dealing with the audience, you got to be the one that has the <laughs> oh, confidence shit. to say that okay. you, you you got you I know screwed yourself.
0: that up. I'm sorry. Never mind. We're great. It's all good. Let's My let's keep gosh. rolling. Geez, Louise, man! Just roll, just roll. You think you think think Papa John's just uh, said,
1: "Oh, I think I think our ingredients are better, and I think that we're better pizza." Is Papa John's the example? Listen, I'm just telling you. I'm I'm telling you right now. It worked the other day. I was I was talking to a service advisor, and I said, "And you use Papa John's?" I did. I did. I did a case study on Papa John's and marketing back in in the in the late '90s. Yes, that's how old I am when I was in college, and it was a marketing thing about. Why Domino's Pizza and Pizza Hut's average medium pizza was eleven ninety nine, but Papa John's was thirteen ninety nine. How could Papa John's justify the two dollar bump? Okay. Okay. It was all in the marketing slogan. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa uh, John's. Papa John's. Boom. And so that justified. He sold the fact that I'm selling a better product. Uh, it's pizza, but I have better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. You're gonna pay $13.99. Wow. And so when I'm, when I'm oh, this is what we're going to talk about today. That's If you don't mind, this is today's you episode. You just stumbled onto the topic. Right on the mic. Just money. like, poop, boom. Okay. Well, because I'm going to tell you. Here's All the story. Right. I'm sitting down with the advisor, and the advisor's like, well, you know, this, the, uh, the other store across town charges $99 for an alignment. And we charge 149 Okay. Right. Yep. And so he's like, "But it's the same that's a brand." Com- that's
0: a common occurrence. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. the same
1: brand, right? And I'm like, "Okay, let's let's pull that person up." And we pull it up. They've been in business since 1972. Okay. How many times in since 1972 has that person replaced their alignment rack? How many times, G man? Never. On. Come on, right? Maybe once. Right? Where our store is is built in 2017. Yeah. Do you think we bought a 1972 alignment rack? No. No, we have the latest and greatest, best of the best, right? We have, the, we have the latest – look, technology changes. Yeah, the thing
0: changes. Is, at $99, bucks. they are not making enough money to go buy another line. Exactly. Report. Why would they even bother? You know? Exactly. Yeah. So
1: what I was telling the guy, right, is like – I'm like, listen, man, listen, listen. And I gave him the exact same scenario. I said, look, it's about the way that you market it, mm-hmm. right? Look, do you know that this person – I mean, you just got to tell them, look, we have the newest equipment. Yes, they may have certi- certified technicians that are certified in a 1972 product. We have technicians that are certified in a 2017 product. Which one would you prefer?
0: Yeah, well, I want my car worked on with up to date. Yeah. The latest equipment. Yeah, can you imagine yeah.
1: taking your backbook to Apple or taking yeah. taking taking your computer to somebody and they go, "Oh man, yeah, man, we just have a bunch of stuff that deals with DOS." <laughs> Right, you know what I'm saying?
0: It's like you remember the string command for that? Like
1: what the heck, dude? You know what I'm saying? Like, like this is not back in the day, you know? Yeah, it it doesn't. You know, nostalgia is good, but not for everything.
0: No, I agree with that. There's a whole retro movement, but not in tools and equipment and computers. You're not like, oh, I got the coolest. I got a Commodore 64. Check it out. Right.
1: I mean, some people do that. Some people do that. But but I'm saying when you're expecting something that's supposed to give you um, reliability, dependability, the latest and greatest, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're not buying a 1972 tire. You're just not going to do that. Right. It's yeah, exactly. not going to let you do that. Exactly. Right? So, so that's today's topic is how do we, G-Man, how do we help – the advisor, the parts, per, how do we help anybody justify a price point based on what they offer to the public when their competition is subpar, when their competition is offering something that says is the same but isn't the same?
0: Well, I, I, Personally believe that the sale is won or lost on the relationship, especially on the service side of things. Mm-hmm. It's all about the relationship that you have with the customer. So to me, what I find is that we 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 mess things up like right at the very beginning. You know, oh, we yeah. make the customer wait, they have to wander around, they got to find us, they walk in, we ignore them for a second, then oh, we make eye contact. Now we're like, oh sir, I how can I help you? And then we want to try to sell them a hundred and forty nine dollar alignment. That they can buy down the street for 99 bucks. Right. That's not that's not the right way to do it. So to me, it's like that's where we lose them if we were to focus in on them. I mean, let's just let's just say what it is. That people are looking for somebody to take care of their vehicle that they trust. Period. Right. That's what they're looking for. Now, there are – and everybody, everybody on the other side of the speaker right now in their car going, not ah, bull, no oh, way, G-Men, you're wrong. They, they, guys, they nickel and dime everything and blah, blah, blah. Yes, there are customers out there that are going to go for price. That are motivated solely on price, going to go to the lowest price leader, and they really don't care that that guy is working on their car with a claw hammer and a pipe wrench and a you know block of wood. They just don't care, and that's fine because they don't need to come to our establishment. We don't need every customer; we just need enough, right? Right. And so, so the the majority of people outside the price point people are going to are going to look for somebody that they believe in, that they trust that they want to come and give their car over to and know that things are getting done right and trust that you're going to call them and and believe that you care about what's happening with their vehicle. Like Those are all the things. That's the baseline. And when you start that relationship off by making them wait, not making eye contact, not calling them back, like when you started off wrong, you're not going to sell anything. Right. Forget about 149 versus nine. You're not even gonna sell ninety nine. I mean, hell, how many stores have we been in where they're selling alignments for ninety-nine or eighty nine and they're selling five a month?
1: Yeah, not selling any. Yeah.
0: And so that we change the way they handle customers and raise the price to one forty nine and we're selling a hundred a month. Right. I mean that's the that's 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 the difference. That's just well, okay. So so it's funny that you say
1: that because I have I have the perfect story for this, G Man. The perfect story. So I am a service advisor. At the BMW store, right? Now, people are going to hear this story, and they're going to say, say, Ooh, Coach J, man, I can't believe you did that. I'm surprised nobody found out. You, you know, you would have probably been fired. Their manager said, I would have fired you for doing that. Fine. Mm. You would have fired me for doing that. I'm very interested in the story okay, now. Okay, here we go. Because I was your manager for a little while. <laughs> yes, you were. Yes, you were. So, So, what I did is I had a customer that came in, and he was shopping me for tires on his X5. And it was an X5M. Uh, okay, and the X5M needed you know those tires, bro. A set of tires for that was sixteen hundred dollars,
0: maybe oh, almost two grand. Yeah, two grand at least. Two grand, yeah. right?
1: So he's shopping me, and he's like, "Hey, Jair, blah blah blah." You know, I'm like, "Yeah, look, look, I'll give you a deal." He's like, "Hey, why don't you cut me a, a deal on that alignment? Because we were charging two ninety nine for the alignment." And I said, "I said, man, I I can't. We make no, we there no margin in tires. You know that, right? The, you know the labor's minimal. I'm like, no, man, I I can't do that." He goes, "Come on, man. You know." He's like. He's like, look, I've been your client for a long time. I just bought two thousand dollars worth of tires f- from you. You got to cut me a break somewhere. And I said, I said, I can't do it here, you know. Uh, and his name was Arvin. And I said, I said, I can't do it. But what I do know, and I shouldn't be doing this, Arvin, is I do know is that our competition, twenty minutes south of us, does alignments for one forty nine ninety five. But you got to have a coupon. So go on their website. I was I was just being a good guy. I was trying to help my, my client out. I said, get a coupon. It's online. Go do it. And, and he goes, well, what if I get the coupon? You guys can't match it. Can't match it. Sorry. Our alignments are $2.99. Right? hmm And he goes, all right, fine. Fine. So that is a Thursday. Saturday, he makes an appointment, and he goes down to the store.
0: The other store, the competitor. The competitor. Right. To get his alignment done.
1: Now, I find out, Afterwards, I find out Monday, I get back to work on Monday, and he calls me, and he leaves me a message. He says, Jair, I need you to call me back. I said, fine. I called him back. I'm like, Arvin, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? He goes, hey, I, I, I'm going to talk to you like like a friend. I said, sure. He goes, and also I want to give you some words of advice. I said, sure. He goes, don't ever, ever, ever send anybody down there again ever mm. and I was like what he's like I will gladly be your spokesperson you can record this call you can do whatever it takes I am glad I will gladly pay the two ninety nine dollars on the alignment to avoid the headache and the catastrophe I had to experience <laughs> taking my car down there for 149 and I said well tell me the story I walk in I don't know what to do there's a hundred cars there Everybody's standing around. People are literally complaining. Nobody knows. Finally, I'm there for ten minutes, right? And he says, "No, no, I, Jair, I know that you know, and we're in the we're in the in the sales business or retail business. Ten minutes, or or a one minute feels like ten minutes. No, 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 it was ten minutes. Mm. I said, "Holy cow!" He goes, "I was at the verge of getting in my car and leaving until this gentleman comes up to me, young kid." says, sir, do you have an appointment today? Yes, I do. I'm here for an alignment. Great. Want to do me a favor? Leave your car here. Go have a seat in the waiting room. Okay.
0: Okay. Um,
1: So he goes and sits in the waiting room. That's odd. 25 more minutes. He realizes nobody's come and talked to me. I don't know what's going on. Goes back out. Talks to him. Excuse me, sir. I had an appointment, and a young man just told me, and he goes... Oh, that young man? No, he car- he washes our cars. No, sir. How can I help you? How can I help so the you? the car wash. Yes, yeah, yeah. He goes. He goes. How can I help you? Oh, and I, man. I said, I said. Oh, he killing. goes. He goes. What? I said. I've been waiting in the waiting room for twenty-five. 25- I've been here for thirty-five minutes to get an alignment on my car. Oh, do you know who your advisor was? No, I have no clue. I don't even know where my car is. Sir, which car is yours? It's a carbon black M. It's an X5M. Oh, I saw your car moved. I'll be right back. Let me get your advisor for you. Then his advisor comes out.
0: Well, how How does he have an advisor? He's been sitting in the waiting room. Right. (laughs) That's kind of.
1: Guess what? The advisor says, he says, the advisor comes up to him and goes, Sir, how are you doing? I've been looking for you everywhere. And he goes. I've been in the waiting room. Yeah, I was to say, did, did you try? Did you try? That's what he told him. Waiting room? That's what he tried. He goes, "Have you? <laughs> did you check your own waiting room?" Oh my god! He goes, "No, sir. I thought you'd be over here." That's you know, crazy. Peop, people wait on the side of the on the side of the glass right here, like uh, the wall. And, and he's like, "I was told by your guy to go to the waiting room." I mean, you know, this this is ridiculous. I need to talk to the manager. Sorry, sir. It's Saturday. Our manager isn't here today. But I can give you his number. He can call you on Monday. What would you like us to do? Well, sir, I have it tagged. I have it. I'll get you out in and out. Just give me a, a minute. I'll, I'll get you taken care of. Okay, how long is it gonna do? Oh, alignment, 40 minutes. No problem. I'll get you in and out. Okay, go back, goes back, sits down.
0: I can already see this turning back.
1: Bro, goes back and sits down. Forty five minutes later, he walks up. Hey, how you doing? Where's how's my car doing? Oh, he's pulling it into the alignment rack right now. Right now. And depending on what it is, it should be about 20 more minutes. Oh, my God. Guy goes back. <laughs> 25 minutes later, walks back out. Hey, sir, we're getting the car washed right now. Everything's looking good. Everything good for you? Yes. Great. Well, I'll get you all taken care of, sir, and and we appreciate your business, and we want to say, by the way, did you know that you're due for X, Y, and Z? Right oh, now they want to upsell them. You got him, and he goes, "Yeah, you, you know, you're due for a fuel injection service." And he goes, no, "I just did that." Oh, really? Well, well, how do you... I? I just did that. What do you mean? How did I? How did I not? How did? Was it not done before? Mm. Oh, sir, I don't know if it hasn't been done before. I'm just letting you know what my technician tells me. Well, how did your technician tell you when he went straight onto the alignment rack? He told him that. Oh, sir, I don't know. I, I'm gonna go. I I, 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 we do a multi-point inspection. We'll just give you a copy of it. Like he's backpedaling, cause Arvin didn't mess around, man. He was a straight shooter. Yeah. Right.
0: Just treat me right. Yeah. he's yeah.
1: like, No, I, I'm done. I'm ready to go. Sure. Goes, goes to the cashier. Gets the paperwork. He's standing at the cashier. Yeah, sir. The total's one ninety nine ninety five. He goes one ninety nine ninety five. I called in. It was one forty nine ninety five. Oh, yes, yeah, sir. Do you have your coupon? I said. Yeah, I have it on my, I, I mean, it's on your website. I can print it. Oh, we need to print it out. He goes, it's on my phone. I, No, sir, we we only accept it if I have a printout. Can you print it out for me? No, sir, without the coupon, uh, we can't give you the discount. Goes back to his advisor. After looking for him, he said you had to go look for him again. Oh, right? And he goes, hey, I had a coupon. It's on my phone. Can you print this out so I can use the coupon? Oh, yes, sir, no problem. Let me go. Oh, oh, you know, blah, boom. He goes, oh, I forgot to tell you, sir. You're going to get a survey from BMW asking how
0: your service was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After all that, please, please give me good scores. No, no, this is what he says. He goes,
1: sir, I know that it's been challenging today, and I really apologize. Can you just forego not filling that out and just you know, spare us this one time? And next time, we'd like to take good care of you. And he told him to his face, he goes, there will never be a next time ever be a next time walks back up to the cashier pays $149 and he leaves then he calls me leaves me the message I get it Monday morning I call him back and he tells me this whole story and he goes Jair I will ne- I, I have never realized how the level of attention courtesy customer service you guys give makes the perfect sense of why you charge what you charge.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: And so he goes, I will that's the answer. From this point forward, I will, I will <clears throat> never. <laughs> I I, I want to write a I don't have no idea how they're in business. It's the same brand. This is a BMW. Yeah. Like what the heck? It's not that hard. And I'm not just driving the regular one. I'm driving the X5M Yep. I paid hundred thousand dollars for this car. Yeah. Like this is ridiculous.
0: And so that's a. Th- so what do you think that's going on there? Like with that service manager, right? He's 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 probably not charging what he should. Right. Although one ninety nine is pretty strong, but he's probably not charging what he should. His advisors are probably discounting a lot. His E L R is really low. And uh, and so he's not he's probably not profitable or, or even close to profitability. And when you have those things kind of stacked against you, mm-hmm. then what ends up happening is you cannot provide enough people to provide a good level of service to your clients. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening to you is you if you don't hold gross, if you don't have a high effective labor rate, then you end up you you end up giving up in customer service. You have to give up somewhere. And yeah. even then, you're running tight against the wire and. You you're losing money anyways, and so it's like so then this is the thing. You got this guy now. He comes in. You got a chance to win and gain a customer, steal one from you. Right. Matter. Oh yeah. And which <laughs> which is going to be hard because you delivered great service. So, and they have a shot and they blow it because their their system, their structure is not set up right. All in an effort to be the low price discount leader, and I think that's the thing. That's the difference. Everybody just thinks that. Every, that people make decision. Every decision we're gonna make is based on price. Right. And then if we just oh if we just lowered it, if we just lowered it. We're gonna make the decision. Now, I remember I was the parts manager, and the whole team of advisors came to me and they asked me. They said, "Hey, G man, if you uh, lowered," so I had a little pack on my tires, mm-hmm. and so it was whatever the list price was plus about five percent or something like that, so mm-hmm. that we'd make a little something on them. Mm-hmm. And I remember them coming to me and saying, "Hey, you know, if you if you cut the price of these tires, if you discounted them, took the five percent pack off, mm-hmm. we could sell more tires." Mm-hmm. First of all, I knew that wasn't going to happen, but right. I thought, you know what? I don't want to argue. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do it, and I'm going to follow what happens. So I cut the price. I follow what happens. Of course, they don't sell anymore. We actually end up selling less, which is a weird phenomena. But I do find that when you're too cheap, you end up selling less than what you're selling before, and it, it, it's probably because The advisors figured out that they're now they're making less money and they're not as excited about selling it. You know, there's got to be something to that.
1: uh, There's a confession I'm going to give you because I was there for that.
0: You were there for that. Yeah,
1: I'm going to make a confession. You took away the spiff. You said fine, I'll lower the price, but I'm not paying you the spiff. If you want the lower price, I'm going to take away the spiff, and so I'm not going to pay you for the tires. And I was like, what the heck? Like, what's the point? So that's why that's why g-man you know for all these other
0: people like oh well i'm not going <laughs> to spiff you the five bucks per tire that so, was your deal so oh, i had forgotten that piece of it <laughs> thank you for the re- reminder <laughs> i had forgotten that and that makes perfect sense now <laughs> but the thing so if you just go well i mean think about that for a second we're selling i mean dude we were selling i went into that store when i went became the parts manager they weren't selling any tires like like almost nothing, a couple grand a month. Right. We ended up selling one hundred twenty thousand dollars a month of tires right. when we were all said and done, and uh, and you know I am not doing that. The advisors are out there doing that. Oh yeah. And somehow they just got this weird. They became it's like it's like they got under the the false opinion that 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 they would somehow sell more. Meanwhile, we were already doing really well. You know, what was really it was dumb a, about it was us. A you know, weird thing.
1: I'm gonna tell you right now, what's really dumb about us. Now that I reflect on the stupidity that I had or we had as a team, is we sold less tires for the five dollars, right? But I wanna, I hope our, I, I want our audience to listen to this because you're you're gonna get floored. We were paid on sales, parts and labor sales. Sales, yeah. So. $2,000 worth of tires, I'm going to make a killing. Like, I'm killing it. I don't care. It's $2,000. That was a hell of a deal. Yeah. That was a hell of a deal. Yeah. Like, like, And the thing is, is that's why, if you're listening, parts managers, service managers, any managers, and you wonder why you're not selling a lot of tires, it's because you're paying people on gross. Let's just be honest. There's no gross on tires. None. None. There's none. And the labor is minuscule. It's nothing. So, what? why am I going to put all my effort to sell a thousand dollars worth of tires, right? Where I can sell a thousand dollars worth of a repair.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing. So the amount effort and energy it takes to 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 relieve somebody yep. of two thousand hard earned dollars, yeah. and then make nothing on the back yeah. end, not worth they're it. They're not going to do it. Not they're worth it. It's just it not it's do just. It. I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. So so I hate to, to to
1: talk like that. And I and I'm telling you, if you're a service manager or parts manager, who goes well. You know what? You had the wrong mindset, or oh, you know what? You know, BS. You show me any salesperson that sells cars, and you tell them, "Oh, by the way, um, you have to sell two to get paid for one." <laughs> they'll <not laughs> no, they'll walk out on you. They'll just straight walk. out. Like what?
0: Yeah, We're out of here. Nobody's doing that.
1: Nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing. You that. gotta, you gotta sell two to get paid for one.
0: Yeah. Go do that. No, bro. And so. <clears throat> So the, the, the whole point of this, right? Yeah, let's go back to the beginning. But the, the point is, is that it's just not a price.
1: It's not price. No. It's not price. It's never it price. Is, it is. And you know what they say, sell value, sell value. What does it mean to sell value? It's And it's funny because the advisor the other day goes, well, listen, wh- how do I sell the value? You guys always talk about the value. And I'm like, bro, first and foremost, you sell convenience. You sell the equipment, you sell yourself, you sell, the, you sell so many different things that make you superior than anybody else. Not to mention the fact, you really believe that your customer wants to leave your establishment and drive across town to save $50?
0: No. Yeah. You have to be better than that. Oh my god. You have to be worth $50.
1: Oh my, I hope like so. If I'm an
0: advisor, I have to believe I'm worth $50. To just to come and interact with me and have me take care of your car—that the skills that I have, that I possess—is is valued at higher than fifty bucks. Yeah, I mean it's gotta be right. Hundred percent gotta be.
1: You know what? My favorite thing too is—is—I'm is gonna blast you. I'm just kidding. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm just being honest. I'm gonna blast you when you do such a poor job of taking the customer, and then you go, "Oh, you know, what, your next oil change is on me." Yeah. The customer's thinking, "I don't want to go through this again." Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I agree with that so so my daughter so my daughter was going off to college in, mm-hmm. in uh and this was a few years ago, and um uh so I want her to start to get to become a little bit more. Uh, independent, right? A little more self-aware, yeah. and yeah. and so I said, okay, well, why don't you go down, get the oil changed on your car, get ready to drive. You know, she's going to drive the car down. There's going to be commuting and stuff, and so okay. I said, take your car. There's an oil changer place on the corner. There, go over there and and uh, and get your oil changed. And, and she says, okay, you know, she's a little nervous, but she's fine. So she goes over there, and they told her, they said, well, your um, your tires are so bald. That if you were to panic stop, they would all blow out and you're going to crash into a ditch and die. Oh, they said that to her? That They specifically said it to her. So she calls me on the phone and crying. she's literally crying. She's and she's cry. just like, I don't know what to do, daddy. I don't know what to do. I don't want to take the car, but I don't have the money to replace the mm. tires and I don't know what to do. And I said, take the car home. I looked at the car right I mean I'm in the business I I've been a mechanic for a long time she's not driving around on tires that look like that there's no way in heck unless I missed something pretty glaring and mm-hmm. so I just said don't worry about it take the car home we'll figure it out mm-hmm. pay him for the oil change and be done with it so she did and of course I looked at the tires everything was fine um, they're low I mean they need to be replaced we knew that going into it and, uh, and we were going to have them replaced, but it's summer. She's got some tread on there. It's not to the wear bars yet. Mm. So I mean, think about that. It's not even at the wear bar yet. He's telling her they're going to blow up. And so, so okay, so now she's going to go off to to, to college. She's going to go drive the car up there. She's had this experience. Now she's terrified. Yeah. I mean, she's got to get tires oh, up there. This because before the rainy season comes, I'm, I'm telling her, you're going to buy tires. up We're going to find a place for you to buy tires. So she's like, "Oh, this is off. I don't know. I don't even want to deal with this. I don't even want. She doesn't want to go get her car serviced. Like doesn't even want to walk in there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so we I call around to a bunch of different places and I find this guy and I talk to him for a minute and I'm like, okay, I like the sound. This guy, he was very pleasant. Uh, First of all, he answered the phone, which was the first hurdle is get Mm -hmm. the place to answer the phone. And uh, and so I sent her there, he would call me, he would fill me in, he was like every time she went there to get her car service, even if it was just a stupid oil change, he was always like on top of it, made her feel comfortable. She loved the guy, and she was up there for four years. She drove that car around, she took it to him all the time, and uh, and and he was more expensive than than pretty much everybody else in the market. Mm. For the most part, he was more expensive, but I I I was only going to spend my money with somebody I trusted. Mm-hmm. Just that experience we mm-hmm. already had. It just there's just no way. And so at this point, it was worth. It may, he could have probably even charged me more,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it was worth every nickel for for my you know my this prized possession that I have, which is my child, mm-hmm. right? That that. You know that she's safe and feels comfortable is not calling me bawling her eyes out Mm -hmm. because some guy told her she's gonna crash and die because she's got because her tires are close to the wear bar. And then that's the thing. I mean, that to me, that's what it's all about. People just want that feeling of confidence, that feeling that I had talking to that guy. That's really what they're looking for. Yeah, they want you, your guy. You were providing that to him, and he went off and said, "To heck with it. I'm gonna try to find a cheaper price." And you're like, fine, go, because you know right away what he's going to run into. Go find it. Uh, I'll tell you right now, g Go check it out, I'll and then come right back now. and tell me the hell.
1: <laughs> Arvin never, ever brought a price again. He just said, fix it. What, what does it need? You need a brake flush, a power steering flush on this? We need to do this. We need to do the other. we got to put the microfilter in. You do All right, when is it going to be ready? Just, you know, how much is it again? It's gonna be twelve hundred bucks. All right, just twelve hundred bucks. I'll I'll put it on my Amex. Let's let's keep going. And so it 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 actually was the greatest thing that ever happened to me.
0: No, I, I agree with that. I think, it was and a to great... him, I think the lesson that he learned off of that was the same thing that I learned with my daughters. Like you that you cannot you can't you can't put a, a price on that.
1: No, you cannot you cannot put a price on amazing customer service, and reliability. I want to rely on somebody. I want to have confidence in somebody. I want to go and say, look, I want to talk to the very best person that knows about this stuff so that who can take care of me. If you... So here's the takeaway, G-Man. Here's the takeaway. You have to believe you. I'm talking about you, the salesperson, you, the advisor, you, the parts person, you, whoever. You have to believe in what you're selling and it's price point. And I tell you this, I have advisors all the time say, Coach J, I think it's too expensive for this. Okay, you mean that you are you value yourself less, less than that price. That's all you're saying. You're telling me that you're not worth what they're paying for. Not your product, you are not it. Because you're the representative of what you're selling. You see what I'm saying? Same thing. When technicians come and tell us, and they've told us, look, you guys, like Coach J, it's ridiculous that we're charging $179 for an alignment. Wow. Because I'm selling to the public that you're the best of the best at fixing their problem. No heart surgeon or neurosurgeon is going to go tell an insurance company or the front end of the business to say, I can't believe you charge a hundred thousand dollars for that surgery. <laughs> Never! They're gonna tell you you don't. You, you need to charge two hundred and fifty thousand. This is how good you got me. This is where I came from. I went to Harvard Medical School. I did this. I did that. This is my price.
0: Yeah, I. <laughs>
1: I love your face. This is what I love. So now we're talking to a camera because now we have a camera, as everybody can see. Yeah. And this is what I love about G-man is that now you can see his facial expressions that just crack <laughs> me up. And now he actually has something to look for. Oh look man!
0: Uh, All right, G-man. So that's my me.
1: takeaway. What you got, buddy? What I, do you
0: think? I I just think you know, and we get this question a lot, and people come up to us and they say, "Hey, look, you know, I, I'm having a struggle with my advisors. They can't sell," or even an advisor would reach out to us and say. You know, hey, look, I'm. I, uh, what are your tips and tricks to try, you know, to up my sales volume and maybe sell more maintenance and, you know, and and uh, and up my customer pay because that's what everybody's thinking about, and they're looking for that magic pill. They're looking for something that we can give them that they can just go out there and use, and that's the secret. If you just did this one thing, and he goes, oh my god, it worked. Mm-hmm. It's a key that just unlocks the door. And, it, and life's just not like that. And if you look around at everything else in your life, nothing else works that way. Mm-hmm. You have to, it's always 10 things, it's never one thing. And so, you know, we, we would go and observe your store, and I could tell you all the small ways in which you're sabotaging yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and the hardest thing for people to do, the, I, and, and just please listen to what I'm telling you, is the hardest thing for people to do. Me, Coach Jay, be millionaires, service advisors, doesn't matter, is to look in the mirror and self-evaluate. Yeah. And truly be objective and say, am I doing everything I can to get the results that I want? Or am I making excuses and is my ego in the way? And I, I would just my takeaway your takeaway, what I would suggest you take away from this if you can is, you know, is get get into the habit of being able to do that. Look in the mirror understand that maybe you're not doing everything you could and that if you set things up correctly and if you greet the customer promptly and if you treat them right and if you call them back and if you create a relationship with them and you invite them to come back and see you next time so then that way you can get two or three or four visits under your belt with them before you finally hit them for four or five grand i mean think about that you know if you were able to stack those things how how much better would you be able to do but you have to it it is it is has to be contrived. You have to decide. You have to take action. You have to put that into play. You have to be willing to do those things if you want to get that result. And that's just the bottom line. I mean, there are, there are, uh, inside of that, there are other techniques that you could learn. There's closing language. There's you know there's there's words not to say. There's words to say. There's all kinds of stuff that you could do. But that baseline of customer care has to be there before any of those things makes any difference whatsoever.
1: 100%. It doesn't matter what you're selling. It just matters what you believe is what you're selling,
0: and you sell it. Yeah, and put value in yourself Pete pizza. Yeah, put and it, value in hey, yourself. If you're a manager out there and you got your advisors drinking from a fire hose and they're running around like chickens with their heads cut off, and you can't figure out how to scale or you're worried about what that means because you're in a profitability you know, downward spiral, or, or maybe you're running right against the line, call us and let us know because we can help you. Like There's things that we can do to try to help you out of that where you can hire more people and you can elevate your level of service and you can charge more. And, and it's not that complicated and, and we can help you with it. So don't be afraid to reach out to us.
1: Do it. All right, G-Man, this was a good one. This was a good one. I'm sorry that I rolled right into it. I kind of sort of bamboozled or or, or whatever. I like the I, surprise. I, surprise topics are good. Yeah, I like it. It was on top of mind, so here we go. Just
0: All start. right. Till next time. Adiós.